the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. Good afternoon to you. Welcome. 505 here on the very first official day of winter, the 21st of December. More importantly, we are T minus four days and counting to celebrating the real reason for the season. It's not Santa Claus and Christmas lights and all the shopping. It is the birth of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, we've kind of had a tradition around here over the last many years as we sort of um, wind down the year and head into the Christmas season to invite a dear friend and undoubtedly a dear friend to many of you as well to be in studio and just kind of walk through the word and see where the Holy Spirit leads us. We're going to do the exact same thing here tonight as we welcome into the KFAX studios Bishop Bob Jackson. He is senior pastor and founder of Axful Gospel Church of God in the city of Oakland. Bishop Bob, always a thrill to see you. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Craig. And, you know, I got to mention to my producer that we, we always do a good job having you out here at Christmas time and tell her, hey, you know, he doesn't come out at Christmas only like Santa Claus. He's available 12 months out of the year. We got to get you back more often. We really do because we always have a, a great time together in the in fellowship and certainly in the Word and uh, and we aim to do more of same tonight. You know, just to kind of fill listeners in, we were talking a bit off the air about what's going on around us. Uh, yesterday we talked with um, Robert Jeffress about the end times and what we see taking place in in the newspapers through the lens of God's Word. And there is that growing sense, Bishop Bob, that we're in unique times now. I mean, America's had its rough moments. The world has had cycles of rough moments. But there seems to be something uniquely different. I don't call it post-COVID per se. It almost seems as if we're right on the cusp of the Lord Jesus Christ getting ready to come back because there's so many signs in the word that you read in the news that point to that event. And so the preacher said, come now, Lord Jesus, come now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Just imagine cars going down the freeway with no drivers. Just imagine that people, two in the bed, one would be taken, the other one left. Two in the field, one would be taken, the other one left when the Lord Jesus comes. And you know what? The stage is set for the Lord to return at any minute. So I'm telling you, it's an urgency for the church to start living holy. Walk it. No, wait a minute. Did I say start? Anyway, living holy, walking in love, and winning all the souls we can to the Lord Jesus Christ. But you say start, and that probably is not an inappropriate choice of words because, you know, I, I think of Second Chronicles 7.14 right. where God calls upon the church 
not the unbeliever, but yes. the church yes. to repent right. and turn from its wicked ways, right. suggesting that, yeah, maybe we do need to start. Well, according to some churches, the wicked ways have already invaded the churches, and they would rather go with the wicked ways of the world than to go with the holy word of God. Mm. And I think that's a big problem that we're seeing right now. I mean, what used to be taboo, what used to be uh, against the word of God and what God called a sin is now acceptable even to the churches. Is there a sense in your mind as you, you know, you, you've, you've lived your entire life in Oakland. You have Absolutely. ministered for Se- many decades. 78 years. 78 um, years. And he's lying about that. 78. You know? December 31st. I'll be <laughs> he, he, he doesn't look a day over 58. But if you want people <laughs> to you, believe Jesus. that. Thank <laughs> you, but in, in the entire time that you've lived in Oakland all these years, oh, and clearly life. you've seen some radical changes. We touched on this before we came on the air tonight. And I, 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 I get the sense that in some ways people, and you read the newspaper and folks walk away, but boy, it just seems as if sin is abounding. It is on the loose. The devil is having a field day. There's just too much sin out there. But let me ask you this, Bishop Jackson, from your perspective, is it a question of an overabundance of sin or a lack of light? I would say it's an underabundance of gospel of the Lord Jesus the Christ. Lack of light. We yeah, we preach everything but Jesus Christ and him crucified. We don't preach that anymore. We're talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We're talking about Daniel and the lions. Then we're talking about Goliath and David. We, we talk about a lot of great biblical stories that's Old Testament, but we're not an Old Testament church. We're a New Testament church. We have a, the word testament means agreement. It means, it means, amen, a, a covenant. We have a new covenant with God, and it's through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And without him, the Lord Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So denomination can't get you to the Father. Your, your church being there 150 years can't get you to the Father without the Lord Jesus Christ. And, Greg, I'm just afraid to tell you that he's not being preached. And the gospel is not being preached. The gossip is being preached, but not the gospel. And I want you to know the gospel is still powerful and powerful enough to cause men to have salvation. That's what you don't see today. Why have so many churches, and I and I don't want to seem like I'm picking on any denomination here tonight because I'm not, but what you say rings true. You can go into a lot of churches today, and this is true whether you're in the San Francisco Bay Area or in the Bible Belt, and preachers will get up and talk about how to plant a seed gift to make a lot of money because God wants to bless you. I'm not denying that the Lord wants to bless you, but seems to make the idea of giving solely in order to get. The emphasis is on how you feel about yourself. It's almost like going to a, to a a motivation seminar and positive the theory. notion of the Billy Sunday style sin salvation sanctification style preaching seems to be disappearing from America's pulpits. Why? Seem to be. I'm telling you it yes. is and it has and making people comfortable in sin while they're sitting in the churches instead of going to heaven they're on their way to hell sitting in the church. That's an indictment as far as I'm concerned. But again, holiness is not being preached. 
I think over in Peter, he says, be ye holy. He's quoting what God said. Be ye holy, for I am holy, said the Lord. Now, holy, watch this. Being holy doesn't mean it's an absence of sin. It means it's an, ab- it's an absence of cover-up. First hmm. John talks about if you do sin. We have an advocate with the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you of his sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He didn't intend for you to stay in sin. He gave you the the solution to come out of sin and to stay out of sin if you really desire to. One thing I love about God, he'll never force you to do anything. And I found out something about Satan. He can't force you to do anything either. But he'll tempt you. He'll put things before you. God will put things before you. But you are the one that makes the choice. He said, choose you this day. I heard one preacher say, whom you going to serve? Mm-hmm. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Yeah, Joshua right. said that. But let me tell you, it's still good today. We have people that are serving both God and mammon, mm-hmm. both God and Satan. I'm telling you, you're not going to get to heaven like that, brother. And you've got folks out there that will talk about the church that they go to, will give lip service, right? and yet the very same individual who's in the pew every Sunday, living like the devil Monday through Saturday, can't quote a single chapter or verse out of the Word, and it certainly demonstrates that they are cultural Christians, but not true disciples. And Craig, I'm telling you the truth. I wouldn't go to a church that the Word of God didn't find me. I wouldn't go to a church. I wouldn't go to a church, period, if the Word of God, because the Bible says the Word of God is sharp, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to divide and asunder down to the marrow in the bone. That's in the inside of the bone. Let me tell you, that Word of God is sharp. And when you really go to church, and listen, I wouldn't go to a church that I didn't feel convicted and I wouldn't go to church that didn't because I know in myself, my humanity, I'm not always doing things right. I mean, Satan brings me all kind of things. He brings me all kind of th- and Netflix and go down. I, we got cable. And you go up and down cable and, you know, men are surfers. We surf the channels all the time. And it's easy. everything on the TV, everything on Netflix and all of those. N- nothing but sin and sex and all kind of stuff. And when you see two men kissing and two women kissing and when you see all the things that you're seeing on TV, pretty soon you become just numb to it. You become immune to it. And sin now is being accepted. Even abortion with killing babies is now being acceptable. I'm just saying how Satan has just, he's gaslighted the Christian people with all of his pollution and corruption that you see on television and internet and all. And I'm going to tell you something. The commercials can't sell a piece of chewing gum without having a naked woman standing up there beside it. That's true. And you come out of the pulpit on any given Sunday morning, maybe like a lot of preachers do, go stand by the doors as the folks are leaving. I would imagine there's going to be two crowds. Come, some are going to say, oh, Pastor, what a great sermon. I feel so good. I'm just recharged. Hallelujah. They really feel good. And others might come up and say, Preacher, you spent an hour talking at me. I know you were talking to me. I heard you short of just pointing your finger at me. And you know what? I don't like the stuff you said about me. You don't make me feel good about myself. You make me feel guilty. I've heard that so many times, Greg. I'm telling you, I've been pastoring 40 years now. This coming year, 24, I've been 
pastoring the Axville Gospel Church wow. for 40 years. I, I was pastoring the Axville Gospel Church when I had hair. But but the point I'm making is I've had so many people come and tell me that. Let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Living God, if He's really if he's, if he's really anointed that pastor to preach and really called by God to preach, that Holy Spirit will actually speak to the people that are in that congregation and he'll read your mail. Mm. He'll read your mail. He'll tell you about you and he won't never mention your name, but you'll feel it because the guilt, all of a sudden the guilt comes up and the conviction comes up on you. That's not for you to run away from the church and leave the church. It's for you to get on the altar and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me of this sin and remove it from my life so we can live holy and walk in love and win souls to the Lord Jesus Christ. Craig, but not doing it. The woman at the well certainly had that experience with oh, Jesus. Man, come on. And he uh, he called it as it was. Yes. Not with the intent to make her feel bad, to demean her, but rather... To, uh, to bring about a sense of conviction and so that she might turn from her ways Correct. Correct. and repent. Correct. And so, you know, if there's not those times when we feel that the Holy Spirit is really working on our hearts and God's saying to us, you know, um, I need you to draw a little closer. I want to refine you. I want to mold you like the, the like the the potter molds the clay into a new creation in Christ Jesus. But it takes work. It takes the word. It takes surrendering. And sadly, there's a lot of folks that like to occupy the pews, like to brag about where do they go to church on Sunday, like to talk about how much money they've donated. But if you ask them how many people that they've reached for Christ, oh, come on. Oh, or come on. what it means for them oh, to on. be a real disciple of Jesus, they uh, have no idea what you're talking no about. No idea. No idea at all. And I want you to know, the majority of the churches now do not keep a record of souls being saved in the year. How many souls, not how many sermons did you preach, not how much money did you raise, but how many souls actually came to Christ? How many souls repented and gave their life to the Lord Jesus Christ and became born again, filled with God's Holy Spirit, and then went back out into the places where they came from and to get those people that they left behind and bring them into the church and share with them the Lord Jesus? The Bible says, he that wins souls is wise. We, do, we have people in the church, but not, not very wise. They're not very wise. And so many people, even family members, children, grandchildren, dying and going to hell, and pa parents sitting up there, not being able to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, not even with their own children. I mean, we're, in a, we're at a problem. We're at a big problem in the church. But I tell you what, it starts in the church. It starts from the pulpit. And I just don't believe the pastors. I believe there's a lot of fake pastors that have invaded or infiltrated. First John has this part of the scripture I just love on this. He says, they came out from us, but they were not of us. Not of us. He said, mm -hmm. if I had they been of us, they would have continued with us. He said, but they were not of us. There's a lot of imitators. There's a lot of fakes that are in the pulpit preaching pie in the sky, blaming and claim it, blabbing and grab it, preaching all kind of stuff and how God can bless you. And no matter, you can commit adultery, you can commit for it and not a pope. You can just be a homosexual and you can marry and we're going to sanction all of that and you're going to be good. And listen, all you got to do now is just say, and you can smoke, 
in the church and you can drink and you can fornicate, you can commit adultery, you can lie, you can steal and whatnot and still go to heaven. Yeah, just show up and drop some money in the in the offering plate, would and, you? And everything will be great. Matter of fact, we'll install ashtrays next to the pews so you can have a place to flip your ashes when you finish smoking but your didn't weed. didn't we, didn't we raise the dead in your name? Didn't we preach in your name? Oh, no. And then oh, I'll no. profess unto you, I never knew, knew you. you. Depart from me, yeah. you workers of iniquity. And we've missed... Altogether, the passage of Scripture that doesn't say, open up the church and put on a show and they shall come. That's the way we treat it. Right. But the reality, it says, go out into the highways and byways and compel them to come in. And no wonder a lot of America's pews are empty today because there's nothing compelling going on either inside that church or from behind the pulpit or, quite frankly, in the lives of the members. Because if we lived it like we sometimes try to talk it or fake it till you make it, people would look at us and say, wow, that Bob Jackson, he's not he's not the gang-banging, you know, gun-running hooligan he used to say be. It. Say what look you want to say. That's <laughs> all you back up. That's on the radio. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go to fade he, out. Fade out. A, yeah, commercial, commercial. Lord Jesus. He is a whole new yes. person. I don't even recognize who he is anymore. Exactly. Any man being Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. That's the promise of salvation and being born again. Why would God say you're born again and you're still the same old person you were? And somebody would look at you and say, well, what, what, where did you put the old... Bob Jackson is not where I put him. It's where Jesus took him. That's right. Took him to the grave. Took him right to the grave. Amen. We're going to pause because I, I <laughs> oh, we're don't stop get, now. We're on the roll. Bishop Bob Jackson with us tonight in studio. We're talking about at the core what the true meaning of the gospel is, and I think important, particularly at this time of year, as we celebrate the gift of our dear Savior, that it not be just the simple babe in the manger and Christmas decorations and all of the commercial trappings, but truly an understanding of not what it means to be a quote-unquote Christian, but rather what it means to be a true disciple of Christ. And what does discipleship look like from a biblical perspective? We'll talk about that next, our conversation with Bishop Bob Jackson from Axeful Gospel Church in Oakland. By the way, if you're new to the Bay Area and you want to have a special place to go for services on Christmas Eve, I had to think it's going to be the 24th, will yes. be Sunday, check them out online at axfullgospel.org. That's axfullgospel.org. A brief time out back with more. Our conversation with Bishop Bob Jackson continues here on KFAX. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Bishop Bob Jackson with us tonight in studio. And uh, what a delight during the Christmas season to help shine a huge focus, a huge spotlight on the true reason for the season. You mentioned something to me, Bishop, off the air that I think is fantastic. And I want you to share it with our listeners. And we were kind of joking because all of us have celebrated birthdays, gone to birthday parties. We know when we're invited as a guest to a birthday party, there's going to be cake, there's going to be ice cream. And, of course, we're expected to bring a gift to the honorary person, the individual whose birthday we're celebrating. We do that for each other all the time. Now imagine if tomorrow we're going to have a birthday party for Bishop Bob Jackson 
and he's going to be the, the person of honor. We've baked the cake. The ice cream is ready to go. And we don't bring him a single gift. Oh, we brought gifts, but we're going to exchange them with each other, just not with him. People would say, are you nuts? I wouldn't invite somebody like that to my birthday party. Where's my gift, right? That's exactly right. And when you look at Christmas, if you could get past that fat guy in the red suit with the white beard, uh, with that reindeer with a red nose, if you can get past that guy and really see the real meaning of Christmas, how God so loved the world that he took his word, wrapped him in flesh, placed him in the womb of a little virgin woman by the name of Mary and birthed the God of creation as a man in the world in order for the world through him to be saved. And the Magi, as I said, I love the Magi because in the second chapter of, I believe it's John, you read that the Magi came and when they came, they had gifts for the Lord Jesus Christ. But today we have no gifts for the king. The drummer boy had enough sense to realize he didn't have any gift for the king, so he played his drum. But you know what gift would be perfect for the king, for the Lord Jesus Christ? Would be for you to win a soul to him. Because he came to seek and to save that which is lost. The whole purpose of the Lord Jesus coming into the world wasn't for you to just be happy-go-lucky and enjoy giving gifts to one another. But the whole purpose of him coming into the world was that the world through him might be saved. We needed a Savior. And the Lord Jesus Christ is our Savior. And again, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man cometh unto the Father but by me. So what I'm saying is, but when his birthday comes, we give, and you said it perfectly, we give everybody a gift. And people have the nerve to be upset if you don't get them a gift. And you know what I love to tell people? It's not your birthday. That's right. It's not your birthday. (laughs) So what we do, and we're doing it on Christmas Eve, that'll be this coming Sunday, 8 o'clock and 11.30 service, we'll have a service where we have a great big box that we've decorated beautifully with big bows and ribbons, and we'll bring that box in, our kids will bring them in, and we'll bring that box before the congregation, and you know what's inside of that box as we sing, Happy Birthday, Lord Jesus? Hmm. It's all the souls that we've won to the Lord this year. Wow. All of the souls. And I tell you, we're in the thousands of souls wow. that we've witnessed to. That's what gift, I believe, would See, be wonderful for the king. people would understand what it means to be a disciple. And to be a disciple means you are making disciples. Absolutely. And some folks want to complicate this and they say, oh, no, 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 Craig, Bishop Bob, I can't do that. I, I don't know the word the way Bishop Bob does. I'm not, you know... S- smooth-tongued like Craig. I can't... Wait a minute now. If you know him and you love him, you're going to be compelled. This is the thing I think some folks don't understand. They feel as, well, I I have to witness. No, you don't have to witness. You get to witness. Because if you truly love him... That's good. No, that's good. If you truly love him... Come on. You truly have a relationship with him. Yes. Why wouldn't you want to say, wait a minute, let me tell you about somebody that I've met that's changed my life raced all my bad habits, healed my marriage, healed my body, put joy in my soul, a bounce in my step. Every day I greet the day with joy because I know that I serve a living God. Let me tell you what his first name is. His name is Jesus. So old folks used to say, they used to sing a song. They said, I said I wasn't going to tell anybody. 
but I just couldn't keep it to myself. <laughs> I just couldn't keep Listen, people go around and spread the, the, the sale of Ross on Tuesdays. Go down to Ross on Tuesday, ladies, and you can get 20% off or whatever Ross on Tuesday. And people are down to Ross on 20, getting those 20% off. And you mean to tell me you can tell people about a sale at a store, but you can't tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ who's given you a brand new life, taking all of your sins, your adultery, your fornication, your lying, your stealing, your hope monger, all of your sins and washed them away and now has pronounced you righteous before the God of creation? And you mean to tell me you can't tell anybody about it? It's always astonished me. Somebody will walk into the convenience store, buy a lotto ticket, win 500 bucks, and within 24 hours, everybody at work knows about it. Everybody in the neighborhood knows about it. They're in, hey, come to the house. We're going to celebrate. And yet, don't say a word about a relationship with he who died on your behalf to spare you eternal damnation. Thank you, Jesus. To not only forgive you, thank you thank but you. then to reconcile your relationship now that you can walk in fellowship with the very God creator of the universe. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. But we keep that top secret. But the 500 bucks, we tell everybody about. I don't I don't really get that mentality. I don't get it either. Get it. And that's because Satan has done that. Satan make you believe, well, you know, we don't. We don't talk about what did, what did they say war and religion or something yeah. like that. We don't we don't talk we don't about talk that. about sex politics and religion. Right. Yeah. So, but the point of it is, you how could you keep the greatest thing that ever happened to you? This is why I go back to being people being really saved in the church and not just religious. We have a lot of religious folks in the church, but we don't have that many people that have actually been born again, that are brand new creations in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you must be born again. Born by the Spirit of God. Born by the water, by the Spirit. He's telling you how to be born again. How to have a brand new life, a brand new lease on life. Who wouldn't give their whole life to have your life to be able to live over again after you've made all those dumb mistakes that you've made and all of your sins being forgiven? Listen, Craig, I've... I've committed so many sins. I I would be in sh- I'd be embarrassed. I'd be ashamed to tell you the sins that I committed. But the good news is, the Lord Jesus and His blood has cleansed me from every sin I ever committed. I've got people that won't come to Acts Full Gospel Church because they said Bob Jackson is the pastor. He said I know that guy, motorcycle guys church, and they asked members. They said, "Did you go there?" And they, and they say, yeah, that's why we go there. If God could save a roach, wretch like him, <laughs> what could he do for my life? Good God Almighty. And that's what we have. And you know what I think, though, Craig? I don't think the church really loves sinners. I don't think so. Well, and, and not just that, but if, if, if you don't tell about him, I'm going to guess because you don't know him. Now, you may know of him, but knowing him and knowing of him, listen, Satan knows of him. It doesn't take a genius to know of him. Even even the atheist in the foxhole might know of him, but the difference between knowing of him and knowing him, we take out one word, O-F, of, 
knowing of him, knowing him. I think that's the difference and the reason why some people can't share them, because how can you give what you ain't got? 1 Corinthians 12 and 3 says, No man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse, and that no man can say that Jesus Christ is Lord, but by the Holy Holy Ghost. You see, so when the Holy Spirit, when he comes into your life, when he comes into your heart, I guarantee you, you're a new creature, I'm telling you. And what happens is the joy of the Lord begins to flood your soul. And all of a sudden, because of the joy of the Lord, when you see people that are destitute, when you see them depressed, when you see them despondent, when you see them hopeless and you see them just just wayward, just drifting, you, you, you have to reach out and say, listen, listen, I was just like you. Paul said such was some of us. I was just like you, set adrift in a world, going nowhere. I mean, hopeless, full of sin. I was condemned. I was feeling so bad. But somebody shared with me the Lord Jesus Christ. It was the best news that I'd ever heard that the Lord could forgive a sinner like me. Mm. And give me a brand new lease on life? Oh, my God. And listen, it didn't cost me anything, but it cost him everything. Everything. Yeah. Good God Almighty. That's what the real meaning of Christmas is all about. And, you know, we talked a bit before we came on the air today because Oakland is always in the news and, and sadly, frequently for not the right reasons. And we see it all around us. Whether you're talking about carjackings on the street, people driving vehicles into the front of storefronts, people robbing, people stealing, it goes on and on and on. And I tell you what, as you sit there and click through the channels each night watching the news or thumb through the website looking at the newspaper, And you hear all of these terrible stories of tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. You know what the one commonality is in almost every one of them without exception? Show me. Exactly. Show me a criminal on the street. I'm going to say there's somebody who needs Christ. That's it. We want to talk about changing the laws, electing a different official leader. Some want to keep the DA. Others want to kick the D out. Some people say we need more cops. Others say we don't need the cops at all. Every machination of every solution possible except getting to the real core issue here. You know, you can do a lot to try to change the ambiance, to change the lighting, to change the venue. But if you don't see a change of the heart... A lot of these cases, and I say this with all due respect to police officers... This is not a job for the cops. This no. is not a job for the judge. No. This is a job for Jesus. It is a job for Jesus. And the church. And he can do it quite well. And he can do it very and, and well. He'll, he'll do it one and done. I'm proof. I'm proof. He'll do it one and done. I'm proof. And so the deal is the church now need to get on fire for sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this season, this Christmas season is the best time because... The real reason for the season is the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, the greatest gift that you could ever receive is our Lord Jesus Christ. He's better than perfume. He's better than furs. He's better than diamonds. He's better than gold. He's better than money. He's better than houses and cars. And he's the best 
thing that could ever happen. And all those things will, the metal will rust, the wood will return back to dirt again, every bit of it will pass, but when it's all said and done, the only thing that will remain behind will be the Word and Jesus Christ, our Heavenly Father, the Holy Spirit, and your salvation. Yes. Heaven and earth will pass away. Right? That's absolutely true. So there's, I know there's a whole bunch of people that are listening to the broadcast tonight. And I pray to God for every one of you that are listening. I pray that this speaking that we've done, this conversation that we've had, will just encourage you to be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ, to begin to share him with your children, with your grandchildren, with your loved one, with your friends. And when you come together with your family on Christmas morning, instead of concerned, being concerned about the gifts that you receive it or not receiving, get concerned about the real reason for the season and dare to share with them and what it's really and all dad, about. Dad, make it a point. As the kids are all excited to come running downstairs and want to tear into the packages and fight over who's got the biggest Christmas gift or who's got the latest whiz-bang toy that's being marketed uh, by whomever. Who got the socks? Yeah, <laughs> Dad got another tie. <laughs> To stop him and say, you know what? We need to put this in perspective. Yes, there's some gifts that you will receive from mom and dad. But before we talk about that, before we tear the first bow off a package, we're going to stop. We're going to read the Christmas story out of Luke. And we're going to make sure that you kids really understand the real reason for the season and that the birthday that we celebrate, because this is not just a chance for us to exchange gifts and run up the credit card. This is a celebration of the birthday of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And at the end of the day, Christianity, folks, is not something that you do. Going to church, paying your tithe, not that there's anything wrong with that. But Christianity needs to be about who you are because of who you know. And if you say, well, Craig, I, I, don't, I don't really get that. I mean, you know, we've gone to church my whole life. I was raised in the church. What do you mean who I know? Well, we're going to talk about that when we come back. And I'm going to ask Bishop Bob before our time tonight is over with to lead us all in a prayer. I think it would be good whether you've Serve the Lord Jesus for 10 years, 40 years, all of your life, whether you just met him yesterday or you're not even sure that you really know him. Oh, you know of him, but you're not convinced you know him. Bishop Bob is going to lead us in a word of prayer that'll change all that. And if you let him change your life, and then if you surrender him, if you surrender to him, and you learn what it means to be a true disciple, and you can be involved in helping to change other lives as well as you share that good news of the Savior with every person whose life you touch. Because at the end of the day, it's only about two things, serving him and sharing him. Great commandment, great commission. We'll take a time out. We'll come back to more our conversation with Bishop Bob Jackson. Hey, if you're looking for a great place to really celebrate a birthday party, we invite you to come out 
Christmas Eve, December 24th, that's a Sunday, to Axeville Gospel Church in Oakland. It's going to be a real celebration. You can check it out online at axefullgospel.org. That's axefullgospel.org. Eight. 8, 8 a.m. in the morning and 11.30. And then 11.30. All right. Amen. Make a note of it. Details again on the web at axfulgospel.org. Okay. What, what is this prayer? And, and, and what is this about the difference of knowing of him versus knowing him? How do I make that happen? We're going to share that with you with Bishop Bob Jackson coming up next. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. You know, I was just thinking, it's incredible how fast time flies spending time with this dear man. And uh, what a blessing to those that are a part of Axeville Gospel Church. You get a chance to hear him uh, preach God's word uncompromised from the pulpit every Sunday. And hey, if you're looking for a place to do that and celebrate Jesus' birthday in the real way, understand the real reason for the season, this Christmas Eve, December 24th, check him out online at axfullgospel.org. That's axfullgospel.org. Service times again at 8 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. So we make the time we get a chance with uh, to spend with Bishop Bob Jackson, uh, very valuable and very precious. And um, I want to come back full circle, Bishop Bob, to what we were addressing just prior to the break, this notion that we look at so many confused people in the world today We had had some discussion about, we look at the crime and think, well, they're just all examples of people that clearly have not had a life-changing encounter with Jesus Christ. And I I heard it said one way, that some people are not Christians because they've never met a Christian themselves. Some people are not Christians because they met one and said, no thanks. Um, But if we're really about being true disciples and we radiate the relationship that we have with the very creator of the universe and share that compelling story, that notion again of don't hang up a shingle and they will come, but go out into the highways and byways and compel them to come in. Many people perhaps listening right now say, well, Craig, Bishop Bob, I've gone to church for years. I never missed dropping a couple of bills inside the offering plate. I volunteered. I baked cakes for the bake sale. Even taught a Sunday school class. Well, what do you mean about knowing of him? Of course I know of him. But knowing him? I'm not sure exactly what that means or what that looks like. Well, the Bible says, ask the question. He said, do you believe there's one God? You do well. Even the devils believe and tremble. Mm. And so believing in God is not a problem. Devils believe in God. A whole bunch of folks believe in God. The point is, have you ever received him? And so believing is one thing. Receiving is something totally different. The Word of God says, I believe it's St. John 1 and 12, to as many as received him, to them gave he power Power. to become the sons Sons of of God. God. And this is what Mm -hmm. the Lord is calling for in these last days. He's calling for children. God is calling for children. He wants the people of the world to be his children. And he's calling people to be children and the devil knows he's doing it and the devil is doing everything to try to make him his mo is to steal kill to kill and destroy and destroy mm-hmm. that's satan's mo and he's hard at it right now he's killing he's stealing and he's huh 
destroy in John, the lives John of people. 10, 10, like a roaring lion just, walking about. Just doing it. But the church is docile, and the church has been gaslighted and dumbed down to believe that there's nothing that they can do. But there is something that we can do. If we lift up the Lord Jesus Christ, if we lift him up and be not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel is not a chicken The gospel is not a song. The gospel is the death and the burial and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're really good, you'll be preaching, you'll add on to that. And he's coming again Mm -hmm. for a church without spot or wrinkle or blemish or any such thing. And, you know, we're terrified sometimes of the notion, and I alluded to this earlier, well, I don't memorize scripture that well. What if I get into debate somebody, they ask a question I can't answer? Listen, at the end of the day, he's very clear. If I, if Christ be lifted up, yes, sir. I will draw all men unto me. That's what he said. But God calls upon us to be the lifters, the yes. showers. Don't yes. put your light underneath the bushel basket. Set it up high. Let your light so shine before men. And it really comes back to the notion that to share him, you got to know him. And sadly, a lot of folks, Bishop Bob, have been faithful They've shown up to church, as I said before, for decades, never missed a Sunday. But in all that time, they have never won anybody to Christ. They have no notion of what it means to be a disciple, let alone make a disciple. And it's almost like being a member of a country club. Makes you feel good, maybe okay, but at the end of the day, it doesn't mean a hoot to the rest of the world. And that's where a lot of people feel about the church. They feel like it's just a club with select people, and they, they don't give a hoot about anybody else except themselves. They're very selfish. They're very, they go in their little service every week, and they do their singing and dancing and clapping, and they come out and walk. I like to say they do the Dion Warwick. They just walk on, on by, by and leave poor <laughs> sinners desperate. Leave them despondent. Leave them where they found them. Wouldn't give a crippled crab a crutch to try to help that person in any way. The Lord Jesus said, I think it's 25th chapter of Matthew. He said, when I was sick, you came to see me. He said, when I was hungry, you gave me some food. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was in prison and sick and hospital, you came to see me. And then they asked him, they said, Lord, when did we see you like that? He said, when you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. me. You see that? So the Lord Jesus encouraged us that when we are saved and born again, go back and help other people. Ask me all the time, how is it that you're 40 years pastoring the church, 47 years saved? How in the world do you keep winning souls on your mind? I said, it's very simple. When I see sinners, I put my face on their face and I don't see them. I see myself. And what I used to be. And I said, Lord Jesus, if you did it for me, I know you could do it for them. Acts for gospel is full of people who came out of the same hedges and highways, same bushes that I hung in there, full of people that were sinners, rank sinners like me, that God has converted and caused them to be brand new. And every church should be able to say likewise. It's not shifting of the sheep from one pasture pasture to another pasture. Oh, it's always greener over there. The food's better on the other side. Being soul winners 
is at the very core of what it means to be a maker of disciple. But you can't make disciples unless you are a disciple, and you can't be a disciple unless you know he who has died on your behalf. Bishop Bob, we've got about five minutes to go in this hour of the program, and I'd like to ask you to, to do us a favor. This is Christmas time. What a wonderful time to renew our commitment to Jesus Christ. What a great opportunity to to lay the mistakes and the sins that we've coveted and hung on to, to lay them back before the altar, to, as Christmas gifts to Jesus, rededicate and recommit our lives for Christ. And then for those that have known of him but don't know him, that maybe have gone through the motions and know all the right stuff to do, they just don't know him personally. The opportunity for that person to be able to truly come to the saving knowledge, to begin a relationship with the very creator of the universe this Christmas 2023. Would you just walk us through what that looks like and what kind of a prayer do we pray to surrender ourselves to Jesus? I'd be honored to. So all of you that are listening to this broadcast, it's no coincidence that God has you tuned in to listen to us on this evening. And so I want you to know that whether you're upstairs, downstairs, in your bedroom, in your automobiles, wherever you are listening to us right now, you are not listening as a coincidence once again, but God has purposed you to hear this conversation that we're having and really knowing why the Lord Jesus came into the world, and that's the world through him will be saved. And so if you really believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, you really believe that he died on the cross for all of your sins, you really believe that he was buried, and on the third day, God the Father raised him from the dead, you right now can be saved. You could enter into a brand new life right now. And if that sounds like something you'd like to do right now, just close your eyes. If you're driving your car, just reach over and touch your dashboard with one hand as you drive. If you're upstairs, downstairs, close your eyes with me right now and just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me. For all of my sins. For all of my sins. I believe I believe that you died on the cross. That you died on the cross. And you were buried. And you were buried. And on the third day. And on the third day. God the Father. God the Father. Raised you from the dead. Raised you from the dead. And right now, Lord Jesus. And right now, Lord Jesus. I open the door to my heart. I open the door to my heart. And I receive you. And I receive you. Into my heart. Into my heart. As my Lord, as my Lord, and my Savior, and my Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, if I were to ask you, according to the prayer you just prayed, where's the Lord Jesus Christ? What would you say? He is in my heart. Praise God. First John four and four says, "Greater is He that is in you." than he that is in the world. Amen. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. Come on. Give him praise. Give him glory. You've just entered into the family of Almighty God by receiving the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart as Lord and Savior. And I'd like to say this. Merry Christmas to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. You know, the word says that we are to study, to show ourselves approved. Mm. It is critically important 
to get into the Word. It is vital that you be in fellowship at a Bible-teaching, Bible-preaching, Bible-believing church. Not just somebody that gets up, quotes a passage of Scripture, and then goes off on rabbit trails for an hour, but somebody who can truly open God's Word and unlock all of the gifts that God has awaiting for each believer in this wonderful love letter that he's written to the church. It is through prayer. It is through God's word. It is through fellowship in a Bible-believing church that you will get to know him. As you get to know him, you will get to love him. And once you know him... You will be empowered. The Bible says that he was going to go off and prepare our mansions in heaven, but he was going to send the comforter, the Holy Spirit. And once we are indwelled with the Holy Spirit, we would become his witnesses, witnesses to Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. The Holy Spirit wishes to indwell you and empower you to be his witnesses. Discipleship is not something you have to to do. Discipleship is something you get to do because you have met and know personally Jesus Christ and the very creator of the universe himself, very God himself. <laughs> if you're looking for a new church home, if you just prayed that prayer and say, Craig, I was driving down the road and my dial went over and suddenly I'm hearing this thing on the radio and I, I, I'm, I'm not sure what just happened, but I just got these goosebumps all over the place and I don't know where to find a, a church home. Well, you, you contact Bishop Bob Jackson at Acts Full Gospel Church and if you don't happen to live in the Oakland area, they can put you in contact with a church nearby or call us here at the radio station, actsfullgospel.org. Their wonderful birthday celebration. A lot, of, a lot of churches do Christmas. They're doing a birthday celebration for the Lord Jesus Christmas Eve. That is Sunday, December the 24th, 8 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. Get details online at actsfullgospel.org. Bishop Bob, I don't know where the time went. I don't know where the time went either, but I'll tell you one thing. I just love being on the radio yeah, with you, Craig Bobbins. I just feel the anointing, all those little goosebumps just come all over yeah, me. The hairs on my back stand up. I'm telling you, <laughs> my God, it's electrifying to be in the studio with it's you. It's just and God's, God's you. Holy Spirit. And thank I love you it when so you'll come much. and share the word with us. And we got to get you back again soon. So Anytime. we're, we're going to do that. Anytime. There's Bishop sir. Bob Jackson. He is the senior founder and pastor of Axeville Gospel Church in the city of Oakland. Church of the Week coming up next. After a timeout here on this Thursday edition of Lifeline from KFAX. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.